Luke 22, verses 31 to 34. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Get that in your spirit. He's talking to Peter, and he's saying, I'll die with you. I'll die for you. I'll go to prison for you, right? He's bold. He's making these proclamations. Verse 34, Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me. Jump down to verse number 54. Then seizing him, meaning Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Get this next verse, this latter part of this verse in your spirit. Because when I read this, it hit me. Boom. Peter followed at a distance. They seized him, Jesus, led Jesus away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed at a distance. But when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly he is, the, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Can you imagine this? Here, he, here Peter is, denied Christ three times. He was close enough. He followed from a distance, but he was close enough where the Lord could look at him. Can you imagine Jesus, the penetrating eyes of our Lord and Savior, penetrating, looking right at Peter as he denied him three different times? But here he is. The Lord turned, looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him before the rooster crows today. You will disown me three times. And look at verse 62. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Let's pray. Father, thank you for meeting us in this house today. And Father, I believe you are a surgeon that's going to perform surgery on all of our hearts. And I pray right now, Jesus, that we would all take a long look in a spiritual mirror today and examine our motives examine our hearts, and I pray, God, have your way in this house. Anoint me to preach this word. My flesh is weak today. I'm tired, Lord, but I know through you I'm made strong, and I give you honor. I give you glory, and I pray the anointing on all of us, and I pray your will done in this house, and I ask that this in the mighty matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and everybody said amen. Give God a great big hand clap in the house. Come on. Hallelujah. I told you a moment ago, I believe I'm going to be preaching a message that's relevant for all of us. So if we are truly honest with ourselves and very transparent before the Lord, I believe we 
at some point in time in our Christian walk. Maybe it was 10 years ago, 25 years ago. Maybe it was just this week. At some point in time in our life, we could place ourselves in Peter's shoes where we have been following Jesus Christ, where we've been living for him, but somehow along the way, we've kind of denied him out in public. Oh, I'm talking to somebody already in this house. The title of my message is this, The Tale of Two Fires. The Tale of Two Fires. Hallelujah. We just read here in Luke chapter number 22, and this was taking place on the night that our Lord and Savior Jesus was arrested. He was betrayed by Judas Iscariot for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus and some of the disciples, they were in the Garden of Gethsemane. They were there praying, and you know the story. The soldiers came. Judas betrayed him with a kiss. They arrested Jesus. And at that moment in time, many of the disciples scattered and left, and they fled in fear. But the Bible tells us that Peter followed Jesus to the courtyard of the high priest. But I had you pay attention this part of that scripture. It said he followed from a distance. And when I read that passage this week, and when I read this week just that phrase, Peter followed from a distance, it just hit me, boom, like a ton of bricks. It hit me. He followed from a distance. Here he is, a bold, brash man of God, following after Christ Jesus, living with him for three and a half years, saying, I'll live for you. I'll die for you. I'll go to prison for you. I'll do anything you want me to do, Jesus. But here it is in Scripture. He followed from a distance. And that just struck me and hit me. Because I wonder how many of us, truly, when we get in church, we say, we love you, Lord. We'll die for you. We'll live for you. I'll go to jail for you. I'll preach the gospel wherever you want me to go. But we're really following from a distance. Let me just break it down and just preach to somebody in this house right now. You don't want to follow Jesus from a distance. Jesus wants us to have an intimate, personal closeness with him. This is why the psalmist in the Old Testament, the psalmist wrote, As the deer pants after the water brook, my soul longs after thee. The psalmist understood. I feel the anointing right already. The psalmist understood that there was an intimacy, a closeness that we must have if we're truly going to follow after our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But here Peter is, following from a distance. You hear this preacher today, if you follow Jesus from a distance, you're going to find yourself in a whole lot of trouble. Jesus wants you to be close to him. Because when we read the rest of this and go through this message that I'm about to preach here, we're going to find out Peter got himself in a heap of trouble, and it was all because he wasn't close to Jesus. He was following him from a distance. And as pastor of this church, I believe there are people in this house that are following Jesus from a distance. Oh, I know the Lord. I go to church. I've been serving him for about 15 years now. But you're truly following from a distance. He wants you. He wants all of you. He wants your entirety. He wants your heart and soul. He wants 24-7. Come on, are you hearing this preacher today? He wants you. He longs for you. We shouldn't be following him from a distance. Can I get a witness in this house right now? My God. My God. So here in Luke 22, we find Peter warming himself by the fire. He was just doing what everybody else was doing, right? 
kind of seems harmless. He was standing by a fire trying to say, stay warm. But watch this. The fire that the world had, the fire in that courtyard, the fire became a place of connection with the world. And because it was a place of connection with the world, it was a place where Peter denied the Lord three times. Are you hearing me? He was following from a distance. And in the natural, it might have looked harmless. He was in the courtyard. But here he is in this courtyard. And I don't believe he had any ill motives at first. I don't think he went there to deny Christ three times. He was just fitting in. He was trying to look like, act like, talk like the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? But this fire that was in the world, the fire that was in the courtyard where the world was surrounding it, came, it became a place of connection for Peter in the world. Ooh, are you hearing me right now? My God, my God. The place where Peter was at in this moment in time of his life became a place of connection with the world, so much so that Peter denied Christ three times. Here he was. He was the, the only disciple that got out of the boat and walked on water. And here he is, surrounding himself with the world and denying our Lord three times. So let me break this down for a minute. Sometimes we can go through life being a Christian and things get a little bit bumpy or maybe we, we're like Peter. We'll come to a place in our life, in our Christian walk, where we come to a crossroads in our life. And like I said a moment ago, I don't think Peter intended to deny Christ three times when he went to that courtyard. I believe it was probably a cool night, a cold night, and he had all the good intentions of the heart to go there just to warm by the fire. But please hear what your pastor's about to say. It was where he was at and who he was with when this defining moment came to his life, and that's what started the downfall. Did you hear me? It was where Peter was at, and it was, where Peter, and it was who Peter surrounded himself with. So please hear me. Please hear me. It makes a huge difference who you hang out with. Can I get a witness right now? You be careful where you go. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful where you go and be careful who you hang out with. Can I get an amen right now? It was where Peter was at and it was who Peter was hanging with that caused his downfall. Are you hearing me right now? When Peter was with Jesus, he said, I love you, Lord. I'll die for you, Jesus. But like many of us right here at Catch the Fire Church, we say these things every Sunday. I love you, Lord. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I think we truly mean it at the time. I know I do. I'm preaching to myself. But the moment that Peter, or even us, the moment that Peter was with non-believers and a little bit of temptation came his way or a little bit of pressure was put on him, Peter caved in. Uh-oh. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. When we try to blend in like the world, like Peter, we'll find ourselves surrounded by the enemy. Are you hearing me? And it's awful quiet in here. I'm on, I told you I'm tired. I'm going to need some amens or something in here. Did you hear me, though? When we try to blend in and try to fit in like the world, just like Peter, we'll find ourselves surrounded by the enemy. Peter was attracted to the warmth, the light, the comfort, the security of the world's fire. 
gathered around this fire in this courtyard. He could blend in and try to look like and be like everybody else. He was trying to fit in and look like the world. But here, your preacher today, we are not called to fit in and blend in into this world. We are called to stand out. Can I get an amen in this house right now? Hallelujah. God doesn't want us just looking like and fitting in like the world. Are you hearing me today? First Peter chapter 2, verse number 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Hallelujah. How awesome is that? We are God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and placed you into his glorious, marvelous, wonderful light. Hallelujah. We may be in the world, but we aren't of it. Let me say it how I really want to. We may be in the world, but we ain't of it, baby. Come on. We're citizens of another place. We're just passing through. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. We're citizens of another place passing through. We are called to be set apart. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We're God's special possession. And he is calling us out of the world. Yes, we have to live in it. Yes, we have to go to work. Yes, you have to go to school. Yes, you have to be around these people. But just because you have to work with them or whatever like that don't mean you got to act like them. Are they influencing you or are you influencing them? Well, pastor, I've heard this. Pastor, Jesus hung out with all those center people in the world. He did. He did. But the difference is Jesus influenced them instead of the world influencing him. There's a difference. So what's happening in your life? Well, it's, it's real in here today. It's okay. You all are quiet, and that's okay. You're thinking it's okay. I'm not intimidated. I'm not, I'm not nervous because we all have to answer these questions. What's your life look like when you're not sitting in here? Are you like Peter? Are you out and about at your workplace going along with all the filthy, nasty jokes and giggling and laughing, smacking your leg? Some of you are like, I'm serious. It's very important who you're surrounding yourself with. <laughs> we may be in the world, but we are not of it. We are to be different. We shouldn't blend in with the world around us. And this is what Peter was trying to do. He was trying to fit in. I, he loved the Lord. He was following Jesus from a distance. That's why he went to the courtyard, because he had a love for the Lord. But he was following from a distance, and when he got to the courtyard, he was trying to just blend in, stand by this fire and blend in to be like everybody else. He didn't want to be different. He didn't want people to recognize him. He didn't want people to know that he was a Christian. Oh, I'm cool. I'm just like you guys. I'm just one of you. That's what he was trying to do. But we are to be different. We are to be called out. We are to be not like the world, 
But Peter was trying to blend in. And deep down, he knew he was called to be different and to be standing out. Can I get an amen right now? Matthew chapter number 16. Jesus asked his disciples, he said, who do men say that I am? And they answered, they said, some say you're Jeremiah, some say Elijah, some say one of the prophets of old. Then Jesus turns the question on his disciples and he said, but who do you say that I am? And out of all the disciples, Peter piped up and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus turned to Peter and he said, Simon, son of Barjona, blessed art thou, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And you are Peter, and upon this rock, this revelation of knowing that Jesus is the Christ, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose is loosed in heaven. Are you hearing me right now? Peter had a revelation. Peter had a great call. Peter knew that he was called to stand out. He was the one who had the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. And here he is, a short time later, denying the Lord three times. If it can happen to Peter, it can happen to any of us. If it can happen to Peter, the one who got out of the boat and began to walk on water. Peter, the one who had the revelation, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. If it can happen to him, it can happen to us. Are you hearing me? I'm preaching to somebody in this house today that needs to hear this word. told you God's doing a little surgery on our hearts today. Peter had such a call on his life, but please hear what I'm about to say. But even with a mighty call, if you surround yourself with the wrong people, if you surround yourself with the world, you may find yourself in a backslidden state. Please don't let this be you. Because if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you are asking for trouble. Peter had a powerful destiny. He had a mighty call of God on his life. And he denied Christ three times standing around the world's fire. Are you hearing me? There are many ways to deny Christ. Many of us have done it. If we're truly honest and transparent, we've denied him at different times. Can I just be real and be honest? Transparent? There's been times where I've been around a group of guys and I'm the only spirit-filled believer. Nobody else goes to church. And they were telling some nasty jokes and I stood there and I listened to it. And I didn't say a thing about it. Hasn't happened in years, just letting you all know. Don't think it happened yesterday, it is, it, but it's happened. I remember when I first got saved, I'm going to tell on my in-laws, but it's a good thing. And I went with them to Pondo, Pondo in Vandalia, Ponderosa. And we sat down to, to eat, and I was dating Heather. And 
we sat down and there was, it was a Sunday and there was lots of people in there. And my father-in-law said, let's pray. I was like, we're going to pray out loud. And I remember him praying and I stood there and I looked around because I was embarrassed because everybody was looking at me. I was following from a distance. Mm. Are you hearing me? I was following from a distance. There are ways that we deny Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? This may not be one of these swinging off the chandelier messages and I'm spitting and sweating and ah, getting everybody fired up. But listen, this is what the Lord put in my spirit today. Because we need to hear this. All of us need to hear this. Can I get an amen? So there are many ways that we can deny Christ. And once you start... Listen to me. It becomes easier and easier and easier to do. The more you hang out with the world, the more like the world you're going to be. This is why we need fellowship. This is why you need to hang with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. This is why the Bible says iron sharpens iron. I want to get around brothers that, that strengthen me, that sharpen me. Are you hearing me? That, let, me, let, me let me say this. Let me say this. Peter went to that courtyard. This ain't in my notes. I just feel like saying this. Peter went to that courtyard alone, following from a distance. But when Jesus sent his disciples out, he always sent them in pairs, too. Why? Because there's strength in numbers and accountability. Anytime I travel, I take somebody with me. Connor, Doug, Levi, somebody's going with me. It doesn't matter if I'm preaching in Indiana or if I'm preaching in Florida or in England or in Germany or wherever. Somebody's going with me for accountability's sake. Can I get an amen? Somebody will be with me. It's good if you know you're going to be going out somewhere, take somebody with you. Are you hearing me? If you are an ex-drug addict, don't go somewhere alone where you know they're dealing drugs. If you are a former alcoholic, don't get in your mind, I'm going to go to the bar tonight and just hang out by myself. No. Are you hearing me? If you are a glutton, don't go to Golden Corral by yourself. They need speed bumps down the buffet aisle. Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's <laughs> strength in numbers. Take somebody with you. Go only go get one piece of chicken leg, okay? Come on. Hallelujah. But listen, the more that you spend time in the world, the more you're going to look like and act like the world. I want you to take a look at Peter's downward spiral his downward progression because it happens fast and i read it for you in luke 22 there's three times that he denied the lord and i want to go through it real quick a servant girl the very first time a servant girl recognized peter and said this man was with him and then peter said woman i don't know him just kind of like casual talk i don't know him then a little bit later on a little while later some other person said you're one of them peter answered no i'm not second time third time bible says about an hour later Another person comes up to Peter and says, this man was one of them. I know he is because he's a Galilean. And Peter got so upset because if you really read the translation and find out, Peter got so, up, he, so upset he started cussing and got mad. I know none of you cuss. <laughs> but he got so upset he started cursing and getting upset and said, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not one of them. He was getting mad. In a span of an hour, he denied the Lord three times. You see the progression? See how easy it got for him? No, I don't know him. Then it was, no, I'm not one of them. Then it's like he's really getting upset. I do not know him. 
the more you deny our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and go along with the world, the easier it becomes. This is why it's important to stay close to Jesus. Don't follow from a distance. Can I get an amen? Do not follow from a distance. This is why it's important to stay connected to the church. Can I get an amen? This is why it's important to come on Wednesday nights. This is why it's important to come on Sundays. This is why it's important when we have special meetings. This is why it's important to come when we have prayer service. This is why it's important to get around your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Isolation is never a good thing. Peter was isolated, surrounding himself with the world. Some of you do that. You come in here on Sunday, but you're out in the world and acting like the world and surrounding yourself with the world more than you are with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Are you hearing me? And because of doing that, you're acting like and looking like the world more than you are the church. Ah, come on. Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That is a depiction, a description of an intimacy with our God in heaven. That's what our God wants from us. He wants us to be intimate with him. Don't follow Jesus from a distance. Get close to him. Feel his heartbeat for your life, for your, for your family, for this church, for this nation. Get close to him. Can I get an amen? So Peter's downfall happened around a fire where the world was gathering. But praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The story does not end there. Did you hear me? He had a downfall, surrounded himself around the world's fire. He denied Christ three times, but praise the name of our Savior. The story does not end there. Peter was about to have an encounter with the resurrected king, and his life was about to be restored. Come on, somebody. That ought to make you happy right now because our God is still in the restoration business. Our God renews, restores, revives. Come on. Are you hearing me right now? This is what our God does. Amen. Turn to John chapter number 21. John 21. We're going to read verses 1 through 10. I'm going to have to get my glasses because I struggled earlier. Now I can see. Praise God. John 21 verses 1 through 10 and then 15 to 17. The tale of two fires. We saw Peter deny Christ three times around the world's fire. Now look what happens when he gets around the fire that Jesus built. Hmm. John 21, verse 1. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood. you got to get this. Jesus, the disciples are fishing. Jesus is on the seashore. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net and because the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his 
outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, jumped into the water. I love this picture here. Here he is, Peter. He couldn't wait to get to Jesus, so he just jumps into the, into the water. How awesome is that? So he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, and they were not far from the shore, about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Now I want you to look at this, verse number 15 to 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Hallelujah. 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 Here, Peter and the disciples, they're out fishing. Jesus is on the seashore. He calls out to them. And then John, the beloved, says to Peter, that's Jesus. And I love it. Jesus didn't, or Peter didn't wait. He just put on his cloak, his coat, his outer garment, and he bailed off out of the boat into the water. About 100 yards, right? Isn't that what it says? Like 100 yards. So like a football field, he's out in the ocean, and he hears that it's Jesus on the seashore, so he bails off into the water because he can't wait to get to his king. Here he was right before this, denying Christ three times. Jesus is, is crucified, put in a borrowed tomb, rose again three days later. Praise God that we serve a risen Savior. Amen. Come on, somebody. And now he's revealing himself to his disciples who were out on a boat, and Peter couldn't wait to get to him. Restoration was about to take place. Come on, somebody. So what this passage truly shows me here in John 21 is this. The fire that Jesus had on the beach that day brought internal healing. It brought restoration. That's what our Savior does. He brings restoration. He will heal you from the inside out. Many churches, we want to put band-aids on people. But God is in the business of healing people. Oh, I feel this strong in my spirit. Many churches want to put band-aids on people, but I serve a God that will heal you from the inside out and restore you to the uttermost. Can I get a witness in this house? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Three times Peter denied the Lord by the world's fire. But here in John 21, standing next to the fire that our Savior Jesus built, Peter was restored three times. Three times he denied him, but three times next to the fire Jesus built, he was restored. Don't you just love our Savior? Amen. When we mess up, he's there to pick us up. When we fall down, he's there to pick us up. When we do something stupid and crazy, he's there to forgive us of our sins and restore us, renew us, revive us, refresh us. That's what our Savior does. So he asked him, he asked Peter, do you love me? Peter answered, yes, Lord. Then feed my lambs a second time. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I do. Then feed my sheep a third time. Do you love me? You know everything, Lord. You know I do. 
and feed my sheep. Three denials by the world's fire, but three acts of restoration by the fire that Jesus built. Hallelujah. Hear, hear me today. Restoration occurs at a place where Jesus builds the fire. Come on, that's a boom word. That's good. Restoration occurs at the place where Jesus builds the fire. Do you need restored today? Do you need inner healing? Do you need a touch from the Lord? Do you need forgiveness of your sins? If you answered yes to any of these, you're at the right place at the right time. The Lord is building a fire for you today. Amen. This is the day, I'm telling you right now, I feel like prophesying and telling somebody, this is the day that you're going to be completely healed internally and restoration is going to be brought to your life forevermore. If you believe that, somebody say amen. The tale of two fires. If you would, stand to your feet right now. The tale of two fires. You can warm by the world's fire, or you can get next to the Lord's fire and get, get restored. You can be, in the world's, be around the world's fire and have a downward spiral to a state of being in backslidden state. Or you can get by the fire Jesus has, and you can be healed internally forever. Amen. So here with Peter, Peter's transformation shows us the process of how someone can fall short, sin, backslide, but then repent, ask for forgiveness, and then be completely restored to their God-called destiny. When I read this, this whole passage of Scripture from Luke into John, it's amazing to me. Because I, I think it, many of us can relate to this. Because here Peter is following after Jesus. The night that Jesus was arrested in, in the garden, Peter pulls out. Like, like he loved the Lord. He was trying to fight these guys off. He just didn't understand what Jesus had to go through for him, right? But he had the, I do believe he had the right heart. He just thought, I'm gonna, I love this guy. This is the Christ. He just had the wrong mindset because he thought he was going to set up this earthly kingdom, right? But here he's the Christ, the son of the living God. He pulls out a sword, cuts the guy's ears off. Peter's like, no, no. Or Jesus like, don't, no, no, don't do that. So he was really like, he loved the Lord. But then he followed from a distance. He got around the world's fire. He was surrounding himself with the wrong people. And because he surrounded himself with the wrong people, it caused this downward spiral where he denied Christ three times, Right? And then he went out and wept bitterly. I don't know about anybody else, but I've done that. I've done something really dumb before, said something, acted a certain way to somebody. And then I went outside and I wept bitterly because I knew that I hurt the Lord. Anybody ever been like that? But my story didn't end there and Peter's story didn't end there. Come on. Hallelujah. Peter had an encounter with King Jesus, so much so that he couldn't wait to get into the shore. He's like, forget you guys in the boat. 
I'm jumping in the water and I'm going after Jesus with all my heart. I want to know today, are there any people that catch the fire church and count that you want to jump in the water and go after Jesus with all your heart and soul? Who am I talking to? If that's you, get up here to this altar right now because God wants to restore you. God wants to renew you. God wants to revive you. God wants to bring inner healing to your soul today because so many of you are wounded. So many of you are hurting. And God wants to heal you from the inside out. Quit putting a Band-Aid on it. I feel like many of us come in here on Sundays and we just put a Band-Aid over this soul wound, this cut that we have. That we've been hurt for years and years and we have bitterness because somebody in the church hurt you. Or somebody in your family said something and it's, it's hurt you. Because words hurt. Words hurt. I'm talking to somebody in here today that, needs, that needed to hear this. Are you ready to jump in the water and swim after Jesus? Because he's got a fire built for you. Come on, I feel this in the spirit. Jesus has a fire built for you. Throw your hands up towards heaven. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing a song. Heavenly Father.